0: Hey what's up y'all this is Jen And I'm Vernisa coming out of Los Angeles, California With the Speak, Speak up, podcast. up Podcast And you're tuned in with the Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast Do your thing Dre
1: Yo what's happening it's your man the Guru here From Guru Speaks Podcast And you're not checking out Sportsway with my dog Dre Day Get with it and get ran over bitch. What time is it? I said what time is it? It's episode time motherfuckers What up, what up, ladies and gents, boys and girls, you are now tuned into a brand new episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. I am your host with the most, the hood's ESPN, Crystal Street's golden boy, Dre Day. What's up? What's up? Again, happy New Year's to everybody. New Year's here. New Year has arrived. We're now in 2020. Um, Again, thank you to everybody for their support of the podcast. I cannot thank y'all enough. I can't express it enough, but again, thank you all for all your support. Keep the positive vibes, and let's just keep 2020, let's get 2020 off to a right start, you know what I'm saying? So uh, this episode here, this is episode number 90. Wow, 90. I am 10 episodes away from that milestone 100th episode. Trust me, I got something special for that episode. There's a couple of things I actually got lined up or whatever the case may be. But you'll get your updates here and there. If y'all got any ideas on what I think I should do when it comes to the the 100th episode, holla at your boy. You know what I'm saying? DM me. Um... Hit me up on Facebook, you know, Dre Day, you know, send me a DM in there, you know, just give me some opinions or give me some ideas or whatever, and we'll we'll dive into that. But yeah, this is episode 90, so y'all know how this goes. I always, you know, think of an athlete who wore the number 90 and, you know, give them their praise, but unfortunately for me, I don't know no one that wore number 90. As far as a high-profile person, I don't know them, but... I am gonna give you some basketball. I am gonna give you some basketball knowledge for what for something that happened in 1990. The Bad Boy Pistons, y'all know Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, and them boys. They won their back to back championship. They won their second championship and their back to back title. And I believe they beat the Portland Trailblazers. I believe in '89 they beat the Lakers, and in '90 they beat. Um, the Portland Trailblazers, so I didn't know a player that won ninety, but I do remember what happened in the year nineteen ninety so that's your little history for the day you could say for this episode, but again, this episode is not about the n b a it's not about baseball. this right here is about football, this is about the n f l and obviously you know playoffs you know playoffs has taken place, you know now it's time to separate the contenders. From the contenders. And unfortunately. For me. This is a. This is, well I'm not going to say it's sad. Because I actually expected it to happen. Um, I'm going to speak on my state of the Patriots. And unfortunately. Our season is over. Um, there will be no Super Bowl. Which I predicted. Being that you know we lost. Um, the last regular season game. Of the, regular season game of the year. And we lost that number 2C so I already knew he wasn't going to the Super Bowl. Um I'm going to speak about my state of the Patriots as usual. The Cowboys, they found themselves a new coach and Mike McCarthy who used to coach the Packers. I'm going to give my opinion on that. And of course, you know, I'm going to do, you know, my game picks for the divisional rounds and I'm going to throw a little I'm going to throw a little I'm going to throw a little 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 recap from you know the weekend games that took place in the wild card, the wild card games, um, last weekend, but let's dive first into my state of the Patriots and the dynasty might be over as you all might love and appreciate. Um, for all of y'all that don't know, I am a devoted Patriots fan. Not only am I a Patriots fan, but I'm more so of a Tom Brady supporter. So y'all might have to bear with me on, you know, for some of the shit that I might say in this episode. But yes, it's looking like the dynasty is officially over um, or somewhat over. Um, I basically saw the writings on the wall throughout this whole season. Um, The offense has been inconsistent. Um, The running game was inconsistent. Um, the O-line was just horrible. Brady didn't have consistent receivers aside from Julian Edelman and James White. The whole Antonio Brown saga, Grunk being retired. As the season progressed, something was telling me that, that this was probably going to be the year that the dynasty ended. And it came to a, a harsh reality this past weekend, when we lost to the Tennessee Titans in the wild card round. Now, let me be the first to say, if you go back and listen to my previous episode, which would be episode 89, I said I will go with my team as an emotional pick, but I will not be surprised if we lose this game. And guess what? That's exactly what happened. We lost the game, and quite frankly, it was basically on basically be lost on the ground. Derrick Henry had a field day with this Pats defense. Now, I'll be the first to admit when our defense was on this was on this tier the first few games of the season, I was saying that we could probably be in the class of one of the great defenses in NFL history. For football aficionados and football historian fans, but you think of great defenses in the NFL. A lot of teams go back and talk about the 85 Bears. They go back and they talk about the 2000 Ravens. They go back and talk about the 2002 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This Patriots team was looking to be in that mark as it pertains to scoring, keeping teams to a certain point. You know what I'm saying? But I Our run defense? Horrible. When you think of great defenses for a season... Oh, I'll take it even back than that. Just recently, I believe it's the 2013 Seahawks. So those are the four teams that people look at when it pertains to a great defense for a respected season. This team was supposed to be on that mark. But see, those four teams I mentioned... They didn't struggle with run defense. My past run defense was horrible. We struggled with the run. Nick Chubb lit them up. Aside from the two fumbles that he had, he still did predominantly well running the ball. Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, we can go back to that game. Zeke had himself a good game. It could have been more had the Cowboys fed him more, but that's neither here nor there. And then we get to this game here. And then we get to this game here. Derrick Henry had 182 yards. 182 yards. He had 106 before halftime. He had 34 carries. Bill Belichick's defense never gave up that much in the playoffs. Never. So there's a first for everything. So hear me out as I say, you know, the, the writing is on the wall for the dynasty to end. It's a first for everything. Ryan Tannehill, who really didn't do much this game, you know, he threw him, you know, he threw him a touchdown pass, you know, in the first quarter. But other than that, he really didn't do much. It was more so about Derrick Henry getting these first downs and getting and keeping the chains moving. Every run he ran, he probably had about six, seven yards of carry. Most of the carries. So when you do that, you just got that clock moving. You keep that clock moving. You keep Brady on the ground. Like you keep Brady on the bench. But even if he was going to be in the game. The offense didn't really do much to really be. To really be deemed as a threat anyway. I'm going to say it again. And I will continue to say this. Our offense. Inconsistent. Inconsistent. And quite frankly. I don't want to sit here and say that it's all Brady's fault because it's impossible to place all the blame on him. I got to put I got to place some of this blame on Bill Belichick because these are the pieces that you put that you put around Brady. Was you trying to sabotage him? I mean, let's be real. It's very well documented that he wants Brady out of New England. For me, as a Patriots fan, I know how Bill Belichick operates. When he feels like you're old or you're at the end of the rope, he wants to get rid of you a season before it's time to. But he's been trying to get rid of Brady for a while now. Ever since Jimmy G, he's been trying to get rid of Brady. But Brady, you know, went to Robert, Mr. Kraft, and basically, Mr. Kraft over, you know, intervened and said, You got to trade him. We're sticking with Tom. And I think Bill Belichick has been holding a grudge for that for the longest because he wants Brady gone. He wants Brady gone. And, you know, this game right here, the way Brady performed, he might get exactly what he wants. He might get exactly what he wants. But for me, as much as I want to be upset with New England, we got to give Tennessee props. We got to give them respect. I'm all about giving props. I'm all about giving credit where it's due. The Titans came in this game and they did not care about this mystique of the Patriots in the playoffs. That's the thing with a lot of these teams this season. When they came into Foxborough, they had the mentality that they can go there and win. The mystique of going into that building and the ghosts are going to scare you and you're going to be shitting to death to play in Foxborough. Those days is over. And the way that this Patriots defense is, that's more of a reason for you not to be afraid to go there because it's a good chance you can win there. Kansas City proved it. The Dolphins proved it. The Dolphins of all teams proved it. And then Tennessee proved it. They showed last year that they can hang with New England. When we went to Tennessee last season, they smoked our boots. So they already had the confidence that they can come to Foxborough and win. You know what I'm saying? mike verb mike vable who used to play for us give him his respect he had his guys ready i used to play there i can you know teach y'all some schemes that they used to do to get y'all ready for the game and we'll take it from there you got to give credit where it's due but my Patriots offense abysmal again one in three in the red zone one in three in the red zone We garnered up two field goals. Not even, we garnered up one field goal. There was one red red zone possession where we had to get a touchdown. It was a goal line stance. And what do you do? On three consecutive plays, you run the ball. The first two plays obviously ain't working for you. Put the ball in Brady's hand, put him in the shotgun. Throw a little throw a little cross route. Throw a little slant to Edelman or somebody. Get you a touchdown. That's been our problem this whole season. Red zone. We're one of the worst teams. We were one of the worst teams this season as it pertains to red zone offense. Ben Watson in the fourth quarter had a hell of a catch. A wide open catch that could have sparked this game. And pretty much gave us the win. Because let's call it what it is. 14 to 13 was the score before halftime. Derrick Henry, you know, he had a big run for 22 yards before halftime. 14 to 13. There was no scoring for the rest of the game until that pick six that ended the game. That pretty much sealed the deal for the game. We had an opportunity in the fourth quarter to either score a touchdown or at least eat that clock. To where we can somehow win the game. But two plays fucked us over. The first play was Ben Watson. Who was wide open. Wide open. His play got overturned. Because it was a flag on the play. Shaq Mason. Ineligible receiver. That's what fucked us over. But the biggest play of all. And it pains me to say it. But I gotta call a spade a spade. Julia Edelman my favorite receiver in the game, my favorite Jew, he fucked the game up. He blew this game because for catches that he usually makes on this one, on a second and four, he dropped the easy pass. Our second to last possession of the game, he fucked it up for us because had he caught that, we would have got a first down and then we could have been able to run the ball and then eat the clock, and who knows, probably, you know, get a field goal and take the lead. That right there fucked the play up, and it fucked the game up for us. Julian Edelman, this season, especially towards the latter end of the season, has been a shell of himself. He's injured, so knowing him, he might need surgery to get ready for next season. Whether it's his knee, whether it's his shoulder, the man is hurt. But I'm not going to defend him on this one. These are plays that you're familiar with making. These are catches that you usually make. You got to come down with that catch. You got to come down with that Edelman. So for me, as a fan of yours, I was very disappointed in you and not making that catch. But again, got to give credit where it's due. Tennessee did exactly what they needed to do. Run the ball efficient, and they did it. Keep the clock moving, And then their defense was just stellar, just like I said. For the most part, their defense did everything they were supposed to do in this game. They pressured Brady, made him uncomfortable. They caught that pick six at the end of the game, which I found fitting because Logan Ryan caught the pick six and ran it in the house for a touchdown. Who used to play for us. So not only did Mike Vable used to pay for us and now is coaching against us, Logan Ryan, who used to play for us, who was a a defensive back, I find it fitting that he definitely put the nail in the coffin on that game. And just like I said earlier, probably put it into the dynasty. So now let's get to that part of this segment, the end of the dynasty. What happens now with my Patriots? It's just like I said, it's no secret that Bill Belichick doesn't want Tom Brady no more. Tom Brady will be a free agent for the first time in his career. He's going on 20 years and this is the first time he's going to be a free agent. Now, earlier in the season, it was reported that his house in Boston or Massachusetts, wherever the hell he's staying at is up for sale. That's one, That that, that that's one thing. Then we get to his trainer. He put, his house up for sale. There's rumors of him possibly going to the Chargers. I don't know how that rumor even started. I'm, I'm guessing maybe because he's a California boy. He grew up. He, you know, he grew up in California. Maybe that's. You know, maybe that's what the whole thing is. Who knows? The three people that's going to be in charge of this decision is going to be Brady, Belichick, Mr. Kraft. Mr. Kraft has already made it clear he wants Brady back. He either wants Brady back or he wants him to retire. He does not want to see Tom Brady in another uniform. He doesn't. Bill Belichick, I'll say it again. He wants Brady gone because it's an ego thing. I had this conversation with my supervisor at my job yesterday. It's an ego thing. These guys have been together for almost 20 years. You can say 20 years. And when it comes to Belichick and Brady, the common question that is always asked, who is more responsible for the success of the Patriots dynasty? They both have six Super Bowls together. They both have non Super Bowl appearances together. All the consecutive championship games, all the playoff division wins, all the division titles, who is the most responsible for the success? belichick wants to validate himself as the top notch he wants to he wants to he wants to have himself as the number one person and what better way to do that than to get rid of brady align yourself with this young quarterback Jarrett statum have him win and then everybody could say oh well yep i guess it was coach belichick because i'm gonna take it a step further i'm gonna go to the basketball realm for anybody out there that remembers Shaq and Kobe, both these guys won their championships together, right? Shaq didn't win no championships when he was in Orlando with Penny. He had to come to LA to get his. Him and Kobe got their three championships together, right? But the common question was, who was most responsible? Now, me and my honest opinion, the way Shaq performed in those finals, it's crystal clear was him. But then there was some games where Kobe bought out. So now, you got to shift the momentum to who? Wait, maybe it was Kobe. Me, I'm going to always say it was Shaq. You win win NBA Finals MVPs? Oh yeah, you definitely the reason why you won Finals MVP, and why you won the championship. But then you go to Iwadala winning MVP over Steph Curry, which makes no sense to me, but that's neither here nor there. The point is this. When you got two alpha dogs on a team and you've been together for so long and you win together, the common question is going to be who is most responsible for that success. So what happens is you have to drift away. You have to part ways because as a competitor, you need to drift away so that that way, you know, if you do win, you can say to yourself, it was me. I was the one responsible for this. That's what Coach Belichick wants. He wants Brady gone. Brady is 42 years old. It's time to move forward. That's the way Coach Belichick is looking at it. That's the way he's looking at it. It's time for us to move on. I don't hate Tom, but eventually it's time to move on. Just think about it. When you think of all these great quarterbacks that's played in the NFL, Joe Montana, I don't think anybody thought he would leave the 49ers. Brett Favre, I don't think anybody thought he would leave, you know, Green Bay. All of these guys, these two guys that I just mentioned, both of them wound up retiring with other teams. They didn't retire with their respective teams that they gained their legacy with. You know what I'm saying? So Tom Brady is no different. Peyton Manning, he's another one. I don't want to leave him out. Who would have ever thought he would retire as a Denver Bronco? We all knew him from the Indianapolis Colts. But unfortunately, he wound up retiring as a Denver Bronco. Even though he went to two Super Bowls and won one there, we still never would have thought in a million years he would play in orange. None of us thought that. So Tom Brady is not an exception to the rule. It can happen. You could be a great quarterback. You can be in a generation, you could be a generational quarterback. You could be all of those things and you could still get traded. Just ask Montana, just ask Favre, just ask Peyton Manning. We've seen it happen before. So, the offseason is coming up in March. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. But I will say this before I close out. Let's hypothetical, let's hypothetically speaking here. Let's say Tom Brady does leave For a lot of y'all out there, I know y'all gonna wonder, if Tom Brady leaves, where does that leave you? Well, since I'm quite sure y'all interested to find out, if Tom Brady retires and chooses not to play anymore, which I don't think he will do, I think he's gonna come back. The man has been fixated. He wants to play till he's 45. I don't know. I don't know what's so fascinating with the number forty-five. I guess because Jordan wore it. But me personally, in my honest opinion, I think he should have retired last year, after winning that Super Bowl, getting your sixth ring, going out on top. That's the way you do it. Ray Lewis did it. He retired on top. He won the Super Bowl. Retired. I think that's what Brady should have did. But as the but as a competitor, he just couldn't just stay away. He couldn't just retire. He couldn't just sail off into the sunset. He needed to come back. That might have been a mistake. Because, see, for me, I think without football, he's going to be bored out of his mind. Because for me, personally, he doesn't have the personality of a Peyton Manning. See, Peyton Manning, it was easy for him to retire. And I had this conversation with my SLA brother. My favorite, my- oh, sorry about that. My favorite white boy aaron kendricks like one day i was at work and me and him was just chopping it on the phone and i had told him even though Peyton manning was at the end of his rope it was easy for him to retire because he has personality which means he can you know branch off to other things outside of football look at Peyton manning he does the nationwide commercials um he has the ESPN Plus special on the app where he'll meet former players or current players and, you know, do interviews with them and show his personality, show his comedic side. He's hosted Saturday Night Live. He's hosted Espies. So he has a personality outside of football. We don't see that with Tom Brady. And I think for him, football is all he knows because without that, he's going to be bored out of his mind. There's only so many times you're gonna be in the house with Giselle cruising up in that cruising up in that cruising up in that box. And there's only so much fun you're gonna have with that. Not to say that it ain't fun, because I'm quite sure it is, but after a while, come on now. I don't see him being a coach. I don't see him, you know, being on Monday night football or NFL countdown and stuff like that. I don't see that out of him. So football is all he knows. But again. Before I go to answer the question that I was gonna answer, the, to the to the answer the question to, to the ah, let me say this again. Let me have my little tea. Mm. To answer the question, if Tom Brady leaves, where do I go? Where do I stand in this? Simple answer: If Tom Brady retires. Still a New England Patriot fan. Still. Still a New England Patriot fan. If Tom Brady goes somewhere else, that's a whole different ballgame. See, me, I'm a Tom Brady guy. He was the reason I became a New England Patriot fan. So, where Brady go, I go. Who knows? Even if he retires, who knows? Maybe I'll stop being an NFL fan. I mean, I'll still watch. I just won't have a team to have you know allegiance to but for brady wherever he go i go i followed this man since michigan i remember him winning the orange bowl i remember like, like i remember like i remember these things he's the reason why i became a patriot fan so where he go i go it's like bleak and hove he's hove i'm bleak the only difference is i'm not in his will so there you have it you know I'm quite sure a lot of y'all wanted to know that, like, yo, if Brady retires, where's Dre going? Oh, if Dre, if Brady goes to this team, is Dre going with him? Listen, before I go, I'll say this. If Brady does leave, I think he should go to the Chargers. They're about to open this new stadium. They need, they need a star to open that stadium because the Chargers and the Rams are going to share this stadium. Jared Goff, you really looking to him to open that stadium? No. Philip Rivers, you're looking to him to open that stadium? No. So you need a bigger face. You need somebody to open that stadium up. You need somebody to put asses in, that, in, in those seats. And what better person than Brady? Because again, he's a California boy. He's not going to play for the 49ers because they got Jimmy G. You can't say the Raiders because the Raiders are moving to Vegas. So if he was to leave New England, who knows, maybe he'll go to the Chargers, who knows. But we shall see. Only time to tell. But it's a wrap for this segment. I think I've held I think I've been on this too long. Um but again, salute to the Tennessee Titans. I give credit where it's due. Shout out to my man Lucky lefty who's a Tennessee representative. Um I don't think he's a Titans fan, but he is he is a Tennessee representative. So I am going to salute him and and congrats to his team and patriots hopefully the dynasty is not over if it is it was a hell of a run six championships um nine super bowl appearances um six super bowl titles countless afc championship games in a row 11 consecutive division titles nothing else i can say you know i know people out there are gloating that the Patriots are now out the playoffs. I'm quite sure there's going to be a lot of kids made in October because of that. After that game, I'm quite sure a lot of clubs got shot up. If y'all don't know what that is, that means vagina. But that's neither here nor there. It's a wrap for this segment. Um, Your boy's going to take a quick break. And when I get back, I'm going to speak on the Dallas Cowboys and them finding their new head coach. And I'm going to give my opinion on that. So this is your man Dre Day, Sportswear with Dre Day podcast, the Hood's ESPN when I get back, we're going to speak on that. Holla at your boy. This is Lucky Lucky the Great of the Transparent Trap House podcast. You are now rocking with Brooklyn's own Sportsway with Dre Day.
0: Really quickly, I just want to say thank you so much to Dre Day. Dre Day actually did my job, and he did an amazing job. I want to say thank you once again. But other than that, definitely follow his podcast. His podcast is Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. He's streaming on so many streaming platforms for podcasts just like myself. His podcast is about unfiltered um opinions and such of uh, the sports world from NBA to MLB to wrestling, and I wonder if he does MMA. That's a very good question, Dre Day. Please answer that for me. You can follow his Instagram handle at Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast, and also that links to his other social media pages. But once again, his podcast is Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. Definitely check him out, and once again, thank you so much for the support. You know, all we can do is spread love is the Brooklyn way.
1: What up, what up, what up? Your boy is back. Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. Uh, Segment two is now here. And this segment here, Cowboy fans, I know you're relieved right now. I know y'all static. I know y'all feeling like the Temptations is on on cloud nine because Jason Garrett is gone. Y'all got what y'all wanted. Y'all wanted Jason Garrett gone, and now he's out of here. But it looks like y'all found y'all new coach, and that would be Mike McCarthy, who used to coach the Green Bay Packers. Um, I'm not sure how y'all feel about this. You know, I know there's some Cowboy fans that are not, you know, they're not too thrilled about it. You know, they're not sad about it. They're not pissed off about it, but they're not on cloud nine about it. Um, My honest opinion, um, I think Honestly, I don't know what to think about this. (laughs) I I think this came completely out of left field. Um, Obviously, the usual suspect names was Urban Meyer was somewhat interested in the Cowboys, Lincoln Riley. But again, I'm glad the Lincoln Riley one didn't take place because after his performance, you you know, after that performance in the college football playoff, that man got no business coaching any NFL game. And I don't want to hear nothing about, oh, that's college. This is the NFL. Nah, F that. If you're giving up 40-something points, your defense is giving up 40-something points, you don't deserve to be nowhere on the NFL sidelines coaching. You need to be staying in college and get educated. So I'm glad the and Riley one didn't come to play. Again, the Urban Meyer one, I was surprised that didn't take place. But I'm kind of glad it didn't happen. Because when you think of Urban Meyer, all the success that he's had, when he coached at Utah, when he coached at Florida, and most recently at Ohio State, the the last two stops, he had to resign because of health situations. You know what I'm saying? He left Florida, health situations, took a break. Waited for Ohio State to become a top team. Okay, let me go to Ohio State now. What happens? Health reasons. He resigns. What do you think is going to happen if you come to the Cowboys? Again, this is America's team. The star on the helmet. The most popular team in the world. Fuck fucking America. The whole world. They are the most popular team in the world. If you, if you had to resign because of health situations from coaching at Florida and Ohio State in college, what you think going to happen if you come to Dallas? Your wife's going to become a widow. You don't need that. You got a hell of a gig at Fox Sports. Stick to that. Stick to that. You know what I'm saying? Stick to that. I, I, I know he wanted to coach Dallas. He, for him, it was like, you know, that's a job you got to take. And, you know, that's like coaching the Yankees, well, managing the Yankees and shit like that. But, Urban, you did the right thing. Stay away from Dallas as possible. Stay away from them as as much as possible. But let's talk about the current coach now, which would be Mike McCarthy. I think the move... Gotta give him the benefit of doubt. Gotta give him the benefit of doubt. He hasn't coached yet. So let's see what happens... But then, well, let's... Cowboy fans, let me talk to y'all. Because me, personally, I really don't give a fuck. Y'all already know I don't like y'all. So, it does Listen, you didn't get Sean Payton. You didn't get Bill Belichick. So, I'm good. So, whatever coach that y'all take up, as long as it ain't those two, I'm good. So, I really don't care who coaches y'all, as long as it wasn't those two guys. But, again, in my opinion, y'all got to give it a year before y'all decide... To go on the fire Mike McCarthy campaign. He does have coaching experience. He does have playoff cachets and he's a Super Bowl champ. He coached Green Bay. He coached he coached Green Bay for quite some time. For 13 years, he coached Green Bay. Nine of those years he made the playoffs. I just said he has a Super Bowl title, which he won in that building, I might add. Something the Cowboys ain't done again since 1995 he has two nfc championship games something the cowboys hasn't done since 1995 you get where i'm going okay the problem with the cowboys this season that i think mike mccarthy could help this season the cowboys were one in six in games when it came down to one possession That was one of the problems that the Cowboys had this season. And, of course, starting the season 3-0 and getting all cocky and arrogant and thinking they was going to make the playoffs. Bam. Again, 1-6 in in games this season when the game came down to one possession. Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy, since 2006, has won 58 games. That was decided by 8 points. That's the coach that you that's a coach that might be able to help with that problem. He's an offensive coach. Yes, you got Kellen Moore as your coordinator. So who knows, maybe these two can condense together and then make something happen. The only other coaches that got a better that's won more games than Mike McCarthy in that situation, Coach Belichick, Sean Payton, Mike Tomlin. Let me throw him in there as a coach that I'm glad y'all didn't wind up getting. So Cowboys, Cowboy fans, just give it time. The man hasn't started the game yet. He hasn't even coached the game yet. Give it time. Just give it time. But this should be a good look for Dak Prescott. It should be. Because now he's going to be able to coach. He's going to be able to be coached by a guy who has coached three Hall of, well, two of them in the Hall of Fame. One is a future Hall of Famer. He had a little stint with Joe Montana. That tells you how far back his knowledge of the game goes. He had a little he had a, he had a little run with Brett Favre, and of course, obviously, most of his success was with Aaron Rodgers. Those three guys I just mentioned are Hall of Famers and future Hall of Famers. Now Dak Prescott gets to feed off of that energy. He gets to pick his brain on how to become a better quarterback. I like Dak Prescott. I just don't think he's the focal point of the Cowboys. I think Zeke is. But I still like Dak Prescott as a quarterback. Do I think do I do, do I think he's a Brett Favre or a Peyton Manning with it? No. No, not at all. But he is a good quarterback. He is a phenomenal quarterback. And he can do some great things. And the proof is in the pudding with the stats that he puts out. So I'm not going to sit here and make it seem like he's a bum. My issue with the Cowboys with this situation is. Okay. You interviewed Mike McCarthy and Marvin Lewis. Those were the two coaches that they interviewed for this spot. If you bring Mike McCarthy as your offensive coordinator, you're now in need of a defensive coordinator. Now, it's reported that they went, it's, it's now reported that Mike Nolan is going to be the defensive coordinator. See, in my honest opinion, if I was in charge of the Cowboys, which, again, through the grace of God, I'm glad I'm not. But what I would have done was, Mike McCarthy, you could be the quarterback, you, you could be the head coach. Marvin Lewis, I'm going to bring you in as a defensive coordinator. Now, as a head coach, I am not a fan of his. We know his history with Cincinnati, but he is a good defensive coordinator. That two thousand that, that two thousand Ravens team I was talking about in the first segment, he was responsible for that defense, that historic defense that's that, that's in the history books in the NFL. Mister Marvin Lewis is involved in that. And what was the one problem with the Cowboys this season? Their defense didn't show up. Whether it was injuries missing assignments, all of that. The defense also has something to do with the Cowboys not making the playoffs this season. You bring in Mike Nolan? Okay, he was a linebacker, coach for the Saints. Cool. He head coached for the 49ers from 2005 to 2008. How did that work out for you? So I think, in my honest opinion, if I was the Cowboys, you should have just made Marvin Lewis the defensive coordinator. I mean, you interviewed him. So you should have gave him the job as opposed to Mike Nolan, but this thing about Mike McCarthy staying at Jerry Jones' house after the interview, staying over at a grown man's house—I mean, staying over at the owner's house—I don't know, man. Like I—I—I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't. I'm, i am i am a little iffy on that. I'm—it's I'm, a little question mark on that one. But that's neither here nor there. It is what it is. Whatever floats your boat. But. Can the Cowboys be successful with Mike McCarthy? Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Am I ready to say they're going to make the playoffs? No. But again, the key factor in all of this is Jerry Jones. He has to let this man do his job. Don't undercut him like you did Jason Garrett. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't throw him under the bus. Don't subliminally threaten to fire him. Let the man do his job. Don't have your family and coaches meetings. Listen, he, listen. Jerry Jones is who he is. He can't help himself. He always wants to be the center of attention. And as long as he's, le- and as long as he's breathing on this earth, he's going to be the first one to be interviewed before games by the media. He's going to be the first to give a press conference. He's going to be the last to give a press conference. That's just who he is. But don't undercut Mike McCarthy. You'll be doing him a disservice. The man has done enough in the NFL to where he should he, he should be at least given an opportunity to coach this team again. He has something that Jerry Jones, you've been dying to have, a Super Bowl championship. Again, you haven't won one since 1995. Mike McCarthy has one, okay, and he's won one in your building, the billion-dollar playpen. He's won one there, okay. He has two NFC championship games. You haven't been the one since you won your last Super Bowl. Let this man coach. Let him do him. Let's see if he can flourish this offense. If him and Kellen Moore can flourish with this offense. Let's see what Mike Nolan can do with that Cowboys defense. Since Chris Bouchard couldn't do that much of a good job. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. So Cowboy fans, give it time. Okay? Give it time. Y'all got what y'all wanted. Y'all wanted Jason Garrett gone. He's gone. Y'all got what y'all wanted. So let's see what happens with Mike McCarthy. Don't be bashing the man if y'all go 0-3 the first few games and then y'all waiting for him to get fired. Don't do that. Don't do that. The man's a Super Bowl champ. He's been to two NFC Championship games that y'all haven't been in in years. I keep saying that. It's, It's like a broken record, but truth is truth. He de- he he deserves his fair share. I mean, the man did stay over at Jerry Jones' house. So, obviously, Jerry Jones got to have some belief in you if you're letting a motherfucker stay in your house. But, again, that's neither here nor there. But let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. But it's a wrap for this segment. Um, I'm done with that. When I get back, we're going to get into the divisional round. I'm going to do my little, I'm going to twist a little Wild card recapping there a little bit. But I'm going to give my um predictions for this upcoming weekend with the divisional rounds. So, again, this is your man, Dre Day. Sportswear with Dre Day podcast. The Hood's ESPN. Your boy's going to take a quick break. I got to make me some tea because uh your boy is a little cold up in this crib. I don't know what's going on with this landlord and not, you know, hooking us up with, hooking us up with some heat. But, you know, got to make me some tea to get the body hot. You know what I'm saying? So when your boy gets back, we're going to get into that segment. Again, Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast, the Hood's ESPN. Your boy will be right back. Don't go anywhere.
0: What up, y'all? This is your boy Aaron Kendrick representing Kendrick Sports Talk Podcast out of Northern Arizona. I want to show some love to my man Dre Day on Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. Keep it real, Dre. Keep dropping that sports knowledge.
1: What's goody, man? It's your boy, Archer Almighty, from Elevated Thoughts and SLA and Chill Podcast. Uh, also, the SLA Network, repping at Archer Academy. But, hey, it's your boy from Oklahoma City, a.k.a. Nompton, Oklahoma. Uh, just checking in with you, man, and letting y'all know you're now rocking with the hoods ESPN. My guy Represent Brooklyn, New York, Dread A. Boy, way with Dre. let's get it man, what up, what up, what up, your boy is back, the final segment of this episode, let's get into the wild card weekend recap, and then you know, I'm gonna give my little divisional, I'm gonna give my divisional, divisional round predictions and shit like that, you know what I'm saying, uh, Saturday's games. Let's just talk about the Sat let's let's talk about last Saturday's games. The Bills and the Texans. First off, for me, I picked the Bills to win. I actually thought the Bills were the hotter team. And they actually played well in the first half. You know, Deshaun Watson couldn't get off. Um DeAndre Hopkins had one catch, but that one catch equaled the fumble. And, you know, just the Bills. Just couldn't do shit after that. You know what I'm saying? Josh Allen got a little too carried away. Josh Allen got a little too carried away with himself and pretty much showed his non-playoff experience jitters. You know what I'm saying? shitting the brick in that game. You know what I'm saying? It was more so of the defense for the Buffalo Bills that actually propelled them to the lead that they had and not being able to sustain it. Sean Watson showed out in that fourth quarter, though. He showed out in that fourth quarter. He's definitely, he definitely showed that he is one of the future quarterbacks in the league. Um, That scramble that he got away from was just unbelievable, you know, almost getting crashed by two, you know, by two defenders and breaking away from that. Gotta give credit where it's due. That's a strong, that's a strong brother right there. That's a strong brother right there. So Deshaun Watson, salute to you for that. Um, I'm not ready to give all my respect to them, but they did prove something to me in that game. You know, they proved that, you know, they're deserving to be division winners. They deserve to be in the playoffs, even though I didn't trust them going into this game. Because again, when Houston makes the playoffs, they wind up losing that home game. And lo and behold, this was a home game. They was losing at first. The momentum was shut down in that building. And starting, in, you know, the middle of the second half, going into, you know, overtime. You know, what I'm saying they was able to, you know, do their thing. So salute. So salute to them for that. Um, obviously, I already spoke about my game. State of the Patriots, so there's no need to dwell on this game. I just want to say congrats to the Tennessee Titans on their victory against us, so there's no need to bloviate over that game. The other game, Sunday, we had the Saints and we had the Vikings. Once again, the New Orleans Saints got screwed over. Once again, for the second straight year, a non-call screwed the Saints of possibly making the Super Bowl. Kirk Cousins, he gets my respect. He gets my respect just a little bit. Even though the call for me is controversial, he still made the play. He still made the play. You know, threw a little goal line fade to Rudolph in the end zone. Rudolph did push off. It shows he pushed off, but I kind of blamed the defender a little bit. Even though I think it was the even though I think a flag should have been thrown homeboy could have at least sold it you could have at least sold that you was getting pushed i mean i know you watch basketball you know who lebron james is you know who james harden is these are two of the biggest floppers in the league you mean to tell me you couldn't pick a brain you mean to tell me you couldn't pick off one of their trades come on man come on but again Kirk cousins he earned my respect that game somewhat i'm not gonna give him all of it because you still got a lot of work to do you still got a lot of more work to do but he earned my respect You know, and that overtime with that nice pass to Adam Thielen that led to that goal that led to that goal line fade pass to Rudolph in the end zone. So he gets my respect. Mm -hmm. What happens with New Orleans now for three straight years, three straight years. Their hearts have been broken. Three straight years. The Minneapolis miracle. Unfortunately, fortunately for them, that one wasn't at home. That one was on the road. Last year, officials screwed them over. This year, officials screwed them over again. Does Drew Brees come back? Who knows? Like the off season is coming up, so a lot, a, a lot is to be desired this coming off season. Let's see what happens with that. Um, what else happened? Oh, Seattle Beastmore was officially back this game. Um, Russell Wilson, I'm not even going to lie, I picked, I picked Philly to win I felt Philly was the hotter team And I'm a firm believer in it's not how you start the season, it's how you finish And Philly had a better finish to their regular season than Seattle So I thought that would give them the edge Now for some people, especially Philly fans I'm quite sure they'll feel that, oh, Seattle only won because Carson Wentz got hurt Which I think, I'm not going to lie, the Jadavian Clowney, that was somewhat dirty. I'm not going to lie. It was somewhat dirty. His helmet-to-helmet on Carson Wentz and, you know, having him out the game because of a concussion or a head injury, it was kind of dirty. I'm not going to lie. But, got to give credit where it's due. Russell Wilson, hell of a quarterback, man. Hell of a quarterback. Um... I know a lot of people calls him this squeaky clean shit like that. He can get dirty when he needs to. And I mean get dirty as far as killing your momentum and fucking the game up for you. I'm talking about that type dirty. So, you know, salute to Seattle. They're on to the next round, which is going to be a goodie. So, and with Philly, who knows? Like, you know, you know, you know, who knows what happens with this, you know, This is another year that Carson Wentz didn't really get to show his ability in the postseason. Unfortunately, he got hurt, but Philly fans ain't going to try to hear that. They're not going to try to hear that. They're looking at this as this is another year Carson Wentz couldn't really show what he's made of. We paid him all this money, and for another year, he's not going to be able to show us what he's truly made of. But... I mean, let's see. I, 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 mean, I mean, let's see what happens. But now let's get to the divisional round. I gave my little wild card weekend recap. Now let's get into this weekend coming up, which will be the divisional playoffs. I'm going to give my predictions for each game like I always do and then give my little opinions on them. But let me just say last weekend, shit. Four. Four. Four games, I was 0-4. and 4 and 4 I was 0-4. I didn't have not one game I had right. I got all of them wrong. Each and every one of them I got wrong. I picked the Bills to win. They lost. Obviously, I picked my Pats to win. But for that game there, again... I figured we was going to lose, but I picked them because it was an emotional pick. I went on my heart on that one. So, listen, loss is a loss. It is what it is. Green, oh, not Green Bay. Saints, I picked the Saints to win. They lost. Philly, I picked them to win. They lost. So, hopefully, this divisional round, this will work well for me. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, it will work well for me. You know what I mean? So, let's get into it, shall we? First the Saturday games, we got the Vikings, the sixth seed going up against the 49ers. Now again, like I said before, the team with the lowest seed remaining from the from the wild card round goes to the divisional round and plays the highest seed. the 49ers have home field advantage throughout the whole playoffs. That made them the number one seed. Minnesota was the sixth seed, beat New Orleans. Now they got to go to San Francisco. Like I said just recently, Kirk Cousins, he earned my respect. He went up in that dome. Two clutch passes in overtime. The team has bought into him. He did his whole, you like that chant, you know, after the game. Cool. Nice and dandy. Cool. Love it. But now he going up to San Francisco. Now he going to the Bay. He going over there to play that ferocious 49er defense. Nick Bosa and them boys, Richard Sherman and them boys. Jimmy G, this is his playoff debut. Let's see how he handles it. Um, The 49ers, for their career and their history, as a number one seed, they are 4-0 in divisional rounds when they're a number one seed. So on paper, that looks good. Resume-wise, that looks good. If I have to pick a winner, I am going to go, hold up, got to get me a pen, Uh, so I can remember which team I picked. This game, I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers. I think Kirk Cousins had his 15 minutes of fame. He wanted to silence the critics just just a tad bit, and he did, but I think this game, he comes back to a, Harsh reality. And I think that 49ers defense is going to be the one to do it. So I got the 49ers to win that game. Mm -hmm. Next, we got the Titans and the Ravens. These are are the, the first two games I'm speaking about is the Saturday games. Can Derrick Henry have a performance against this Ravens defense like he did against New England? Now, on that Ravens defense marcus peters earl thomas um i'm trying to think of some other players like those are the other two players that i can actually think of off the top of my head this is a freestyle segment so you know i'm just writing these i'm just writing the team down who i think is gonna win um lamar jackson MVP candidate mark ingram is tennessee gonna be able to stop that one-two punch with them Lamar Jackson has gained a lot of chemistry with Mark Andrews, who's their tight end, who's questionable for this game on my add him and Mark Ingram. But obviously, this is a playoff game. These motherfuckers are going to play. You know, they just got to, you know, they got to follow protocol. Injured players, you got to put them on the injured list, you know, before the game. But obviously, you know, obviously they're going to play. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is on that. is the record of teams who take out defending champs. That's what the Titans just did. The Titans took out defending champs, which was my team. So now that they advance to the divisional round, teams are 0-4 when you take out a division champ. I think it's going to go to 0-5 because... I think that Ravens defense is going to get the Ryan Tannehill. And again, like I said before, he only had, I think, close to 80 yards against my Patriots. He's going to need more than that to beat Baltimore. And even if he does, I still don't think it's going to be enough. I think that Ravens defense, for me, honestly, I think all they need to do is shut down the run. If they can shut Derrick Henry down and have him not have a performance like he had against us, the Ravens will win this game and they will win it convincingly. I think they're still going to win, but if they can shut Derrick Henry out, yeah, they can, I mean, not shut him out because he's going to get his yards. I'm not saying that he's going to have zero yards for the whole game, but if they can keep him at least 70, 80 yards, oh, they'll win this game convincingly. But, yeah, definitely, I got the Ravens winning this game clearly so right now i got both home teams winning on this this upcoming weekend now we get to the sunday games we got the texans and we got the chiefs this is a rematch this is a rematch from week six where the texans won um i believe i have picked the chiefs to win that game so that was one of the games that week i wound up losing Deshaun Watson cannot have a repeat from last week against the Bills. He's going to have to be able to produce throughout the whole game. You can't wait to the second half to flourish. Not against this Chiefs team, because obviously Patrick Mahomes is going to eat. And he got a lot of toys to play with Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Hartman, Damian Williams. So, he got a lot of toys to play around with. Will Fuller, he's out for he's out for the Texans. I'm sure D Hop is gonna you know put up his numbers, but I think Kansas City, I think Kansas City is gonna right the wrong from Week Six. I think they're gonna get their revenge because they don't remember they don't forget. Y'all came to our house in Week Six and beat us. I think this weekend coming up, I think the Texans don't win it back to back i think the chiefs will win this game um yeah i got the chiefs winning this game and by the way i think hyde is gonna have to have an encore from week six when he played the chiefs you know his you know you know his you know his running was phenomenal in that game um so i think that he's gonna have to have um he's gonna have he's gonna have to have another stellar game Against that Chiefs defense. Who's actually who's actually improved, I might add, for these past few weeks. The last game. I think this is probably my favorite game of the week. I'm making sure I'm not doing nothing this week. Well, this weekend. Um, we got the Seahawks. And we got the Packers. This game, I'm eager to watch. My son, Joshua, by the way, is a Packers fan. So, I'm quite sure... He'll probably be tuning in watching this game. He loves him some Aaron Rodgers. Um, The mystique of Lambeau Field. See, when you think of the frozen tundra, you think when you go there, there's no chance of you winning. See, that's what it used to be back in the day. See, now in playoffs, teams go to Lambeau and teams win. Unless you're the Cowboys. But teams like the 49ers... The Giants, when they won their two Super Bowls, they went to Lambeau and won. So, that mystique of Lambeau Field from back in the day is not there no more. Seattle has, Seattle has the confidence that they can go there and win. And they should. They should have the confidence. They got the quarterback, Russell Wilson, who's clutch. They got Beast Mode. They got Beast Mode, who's going to be playing a lot more this game. So you got him. Matt Clef, who had a hell of a game in the wild card game against Philly, making that clutch play at the end of the game to pretty much seal it. Tyler Lockett, cool, nice. Coaching may play a factor in this. May play a factor in this. Pete Carroll against Matt LaFleur. Obviously, I'm gonna go with, you know, Pete Carroll on that one. But again on that green bay on that green bay team you got to go to that bad man Aaron Rodgers you got to go to him do i trust that this green bay offense can wake up against this seattle defense i don't know i honestly don't know um Joshua, Daddy loves you. I love you with all my heart. You know I would do anything for you. You know your dad gonna tell you the truth. You know your dad gonna tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Unfortunately, this weekend, I think the Green Bay Packers will be the first team. I think they will be the only team this weekend that had a first round bye and will get upset i think the seattle seahawks will go to green bay and pull the upset who knows maybe seattle maybe this is seattle's year to be the road warrior who knows because for this season that's what they've been the majority of their losses this season have been in their house i think they lost to the 49ers there i think they lost to the saints there I think they lost to the Ravens there. I think it's another team I think they lost there too. So, most of their victories were on the road. So, who knows? Maybe this might be the year of them being the road Warriors. They already went to Philly and won. That's one win. And I think this weekend coming up, I think they go to Green Bay and they pull the upset. So, I think Green Bay will be the only team this weekend. I think they'll be the only home team to lose this weekend. So... Just to recap, my divisional round, I got the Niners taking out the Chiefs, I got the Ravens to take out the Titans, I got the Chiefs to take, I mean, I got the Niners to take out the Vikings, I got the Ravens to take out the Titans, I got the Chiefs taking out the Texans, and for my upset, I got the Seahawks taking out the Packers. Joshua, daddy loves you, please don't be mad at me when you hear this. Um, <laughs> It's a wrap, it's a wrap for this episode Again, I want to thank everybody for their support. Keep the positive vibes to all the fans, the audience, whichever. Like me, I say fans and audience because you're both. Um, So I appreciate all the support. I appreciate all the love. You have no idea how thankful I am for it. Um, Again, just keep them positive vibes. That's all I ask from you. Um, Again, the podcast is streaming on Spotify. Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Radio Public, iHeartRadio. You can also download the Anchor app, put in Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast. The podcast is on there. Um, shout out to Anchor for making it easy to you know start your own podcast and also you know make some chicken off of it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't want to give away how much I make on it, but let's just say it's cool you know you know you know you know let's say it's cool but um shout out to anchor for that um you can also go on my social media pages to check out the episodes the links are in each bio um on instagram it's on my personal page dre day 1985 or it's on the podcast page sportswear with dre day podcast um facebook look me up dre day d-r-a-y space d-a-y on twitter I always put the podcasts. I always put the episodes on there. Dre Day 1985. So again, thank you to the audience. Thank you to the fans for the support. Um, in closing, y'all know how this goes. This has been another episode with Sports Grade with Dre Day Podcast. Uh, have a blessed day. Um, actually, when this episode drops, it'll be the weekend. So have a blessed weekend. Um, on to the divisional round. Um, God bless. Peace and love. Your boy signing out. I'm out of here.